I immediately dropped my camera. I had a friend like, why did he drop his camera? And then I immediately just ran downstairs, staged out for a second, and, and just pitted for the first minute and a half, obviously. <laughs> ran back upstairs. So uh, And then, like, started taking photos. Yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. for tuning in this is the scoped exposure podcast i'm super super stoked to be sitting down with uh gabe the pigeon how are you bud i'm doing great how are you i'm great um can you just give the folks at home just a little intro about who you are what you do and how long you've been doing it for i'm a touring photographer out of uh california uh about 50 miles outside of los angeles that puts you any perspective uh, I've been touring with bands full time for about two years now. I uh, did my first tour in uh, spring 2016. Uh, yeah. How do you pronounce your last name? Becerra. Becerra? So uh, I get a lot of Becerra. Uh, Becerra is the right way, so simpler terms. Becerra. Put it together, Becerra. Nice. Cool. Um, so Gabe Becerra. Um, wanted to get a little bit of a, an idea around all of our guests on how they actually got into hardcore. Um, cause I always find it interesting on the different ways that whether it's through metalcore or punk or listen to some weird mix compilation. So give me your, you know, what was the breakdown that changed your life or how did you get into this realm of music? Uh, my dad, Grew up listening to a lot of Metallica, obviously, and Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, etc. Growing up, that was kind of the music that was always around me, so I've always been into heavy music. My uncle on my mom's side was always into more thrash of Slayer, Exodus, etc. So I've always had, like, the bridge for that. But when it came down to it, like, with hardcore, it started with Tear, best band in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see uh, them live? (laughs) Because uh, they're from L.A. as well? No. So I have a close family friend who's practically f- family. Um, came. I was probably 11 or 12. They came to my house and stayed there for about a week wearing a tear shirt. Didn't know what that was. And it's kind of how it started. But I didn't actually hear tear until probably a few months after that. I don't know if I was watching Headbangers Ball or something on MTV. But I remember seeing tear on there. I don't even remember. I just know that the name sticked me and I'd always see Tara on flyers in California playing with stick to your guns or any of those Orange County based bands or California bands in general. Um, but for sure, the album that put me deep into hardcore for sure was Keepers of the Faith. Cool. So, yeah. And, and that's super interesting just as far as like the, the timeline and how things have changed uh, just in music in general with the internet and, you know, just marketing to people differently. You don't get as many, you know, you see certain names or, or posters or things like that. Um, so that that's interesting how that name just stuck with you until yeah. it, like, brought you in. Um, have you have you done photos on a tour with Terror before? Uh, no, uh, not working for them, but they did uh, two shows on uh, Life and Death uh, in 2017. That was actually my first... Uh, full-time tour. Uh, Twitching Tongues was awesome enough to take me out, give me a shot at uh, working with them. And uh, Tara got to play the Gilman show, which is amazing. I believe that was actually my first time at Gilman and sold out crowd. No warning was on that. And cool. um, yeah. they played the LA show as well. And that's it. That's the only time I've actually had Tara on a tour that I was on. So Right. Cool. Um, so I, I went... I did a little bit of a deep dive on your Facebook. Um, and something that I noticed is that even going 10 years back, it always seems like you had a camera in your hands, whether you were in high school or there was very old pictures of you with, with uh, a Nikon camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you get into photography initially? Uh, when I was 10 is when I started skateboarding. 
Uh, I've always been into, obviously, just visual aspects. So just cameras in general, something about it intrigued me. Uh, I didn't pick up my first personal camera, so I didn't get a DSLR camera until I was uh, on my 17th birthday. So it was my senior year. It was the first time I got a DSLR camera. Uh, Nikon 3100 is what I started with. I had that for about uh, four years. But um, my junior year in high school, I took a video production class. Uh, my awesome teacher, who's basically the one who taught me just about everything I know today, um, was very hands-on with uh, just any type of information I asked. Um, so so I'd say since 2011, I've been taking pictures with DSLR cameras, working with all that stuff. Cool. And and what was your first show that you ever uh, brought your camera to and started uh, trying that out? I don't believe I snuck it in. I think I just had it on my shoulder. But truth be told, my uh, first show I ever photographed was uh, Owl City. Outside really? of uh, Staples Center. It was, uh, it was like a Christmas charity type thing. Bring a toy, donate it. Goes to goes to the youth who doesn't have too much as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I wasn't in no photo pit, but I was up front. I have a guilty pleasure for Owl City. Um, so I was up front. Just I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I think it's like you just like what you like. Yeah. Uh, no yeah, shame. I, d- I definitely have a soft side with music. So, um, but yeah, so I was, uh, I was probably like front of the row at that, uh, event and, uh, I just took pictures and it came out great. Um, Adam eventually, singer of Al City, uh, eventually saw them, I think like a year and a half later and, um. Yeah, but uh, my first, like, hardcore show uh, that I photographed, uh, I want to say it was a Nitty Gritty Fest in 2012, or I believe it was 2012. Uh, Rotting Out played, Counterparts played, um, Betrayal played. Yeah, it's just a bunch of California bands. Unfortunately, Sound of Fury had uh, got canceled that year, so Nitty Gritty Fest was the next thing that came about for that. Yeah, and... When, walk me through like what your experience was on that first show because you know now like you've definitely made a name for yourself as far as like on tours or you know going for certain fests. Um, so it's almost a no brainer if there's like any rules or regulations around photography at shows where it's like oh well if Gabe's taking photos like I'm sure we can either make an exception or whatever. So when you were just starting out, where a lot of people like who is this guy like like you don't have the credentials, or uh, what was your experience? Well, there's no issues with the Owl City show because I was kind of buried in the crowd, so no one was really paying attention. Uh, when I photographed Rodney out, there was a lot of people on stage. Uh, no one hassled me or anything, but I don't really, I couldn't really tell you uh, when um, every aspect of like photography came, like where people were like, oh, I know who this kid is, or you know. Uh, I never really had too much of an issue. Thank God, uh, California is really uh, lenient with photographers and stuff, which is awesome. Bands work well with them being on stage and stuff, so there's never really been too much of a hassle with that, which obviously I'm beyond grateful for because if it wasn't for bands like Alpha and Omega who gave me like a first, any type of compliment, so Luis was the first person to ever like shout out some photos of mine, and... Um, that kind of started there, so I never really had to. That's much where it kind of started. Yeah. To, um, that's cool. Um, as as far as like a technical, like, because I'm sure a couple of people who are listening or watching are photographers or videographers and want to, you know, learn some of the the tips and things that you do. Um, how has your photo setup evolved over the years, and what are you currently using? Uh Recently, the only thing that I've, I've added to my shooting gear is a fisheye, 10-millimeter fisheye. Um, other than that, the only thing I use is 2470, 2.8, um, 35, 1.4, Sigma lens. Uh, other than that, it's kind of always been the same. Uh, I haven't had a, too much gear changes in a minute, but for the past three years, it's been like those same things. And a 70, 200-millimeter Tamron 2.8 telephoto. Mm-hmm. Those four lenses is basically all I ever use. I haven't used anything in like four years. Right. So. Oh, okay. So. And and you would only use something like the 70 to 200 in 
certain situations. I think I saw some Sound and Fury photos from last year where it was you were a little bit like right. more up in the crowd. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so well, unfortunately, the stage was kind of overwhelmed. Uh, I don't think uh, just because of who I am or anyone for that matter should have a uh, rights to be on a stage. For sure. Absolutely. So I took it upon myself to just. Uh, let other people have some room on the stage for a second or so. So I sit up top on the balcony and right next to the, I believe it was a soundboard up there, uh, whatever it was. Um, so I hung out there. I have my 7200. Uh, I actually, normally I would have uh, my flashes set up on triggers, but it worked well enough so I could just keep my flash on my shoe adapter. So I just hung up there, came out well, uh, but I've used my 7200 at This Is Hardcore once. Uh, that worked out well. I actually use it often on tours just because I do definitely hate having a lot of the same pictures after a while. For sure. And um, so it's fun to just try something different, especially in, since I'm more used to like punk DIY venue type things, garages, etc. cetera. Uh, it was kind of awesome to like, oh, I'm top of a balcony, stage is 200 feet away. Let's see what type of pictures I could take with this zoom lens from here or even like even from the crowd, like the aspect changes for everything. So it's awesome. Sure. I, I think that's, that's something that I would love to touch on is, you know, you were mentioning how California is like very lenient with the photographers and, and those kind of things. While either some scenes, a don't have photographers to, you know, document their scene or things like that. Um, or, you know, there might be some, but you know, either venues or promoters have certain, I guess, ideas or ways they want to do things. Um, I know there's a lot of really good photographers and even videographers that come out of California. So every stage is going to have a rough amount of space for, you know, maybe a photographer here, maybe a video person here, maybe two photographers. So especially for California, that it's almost like a double-edged sword in a way where it's it's like... Every, I want to get good photos of this band, but like you said, you also want to give other people a chance yeah. to do that. So how do you kind of like balance that when certain shows or, or festivals come up? Uh, it's difficult. Sometimes I, I definitely do get caught up in the moment. So, but if, if I got space to spare, I definitely wouldn't ever mind. Like even if you're a new person or you're someone has been doing it your entire life, it doesn't really matter. Like, you can share the space. I don't need five feet to myself. Like I can even just hide behind a, a, a amp. You know, it doesn't really matter. I've shot in the stage, uh, off stage, in the crowd before at hardcore shows, and like it's never too big of an issue. Just obviously, just watch out for your gear and like do obviously keep in mind. But if someone was to hit you or your gear, don't take that to uh, heart. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes it's not intentional. They get caught up in the moment too. So you're right. definitely putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I do hog the stage sometimes. Uh, I, I can't deny that. Uh, well, like, we we just shot, um, this is day two of the Wild Rose 2019 Fest, and we were shooting it, both of us, yesterday. Right. Um, me doing video and you doing photos. And, um, yeah, I could, I could clearly see, not you hogging it necessarily, but you finding space where there is. And I'm sure there's, like, you know, maybe an AV person was like, I, like, the less people on stage is better um but like you know i was seeing you like sunny was on the other side and you were like crawling up um you were going down for some stuff i even remember at like dbk it was like a you know a very small stage for some of those things um yeah i i think it's it boils down to being respectful and and knowing that you know me panning my camera and maybe getting in the way of one of your photos isn't intentional. It's just like we're all yeah. It's all in the moment for sure. I, yeah. Uh, I I've only ever had one incident where uh, uh, someone's actually gotten on my nerves with it. Uh, but I mean, hey, we're all caught up in the moment. And at, uh, when it comes down to it, um, you're not working for these bands half the time, you know. Um, right. Yeah. So you're you're you are taking their stage it's given to them but uh um yeah i definitely try to find where i can stand so i'm for sure not in the way um 
if the stage is overwhelmed with family and guests, that's priority. Definitely, like, um, for, for any photographer, like, you see family and friends on there, definitely try not to stand in the way. I, I hate being in the way. That's the one thing on my mind all the time. Even even if I'm working, if I'm getting paid to work for the band, if if I feel like I'm in the way of anything, uh, that's, that's, that's in my mind the whole time. It's just sometimes... You just got to do what you got to do. And, um, yeah, hopping down off stage or whatever, standing behind a, a drum set or behind um, a guitar rig or whatever, um, just make your shots. Just try to do what you can do. I know I know for sure it's frustrating, especially when you're out of your comfort zone because you might be used to the same thing all the time. But, yeah, obviously just try to, like, respect the space of not just photographers around you but the bands too. You you or can, just even the people who are just yeah, there to see the, the bands. Even the people who are watching, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that, like I said, those things are, aren't things that aren't ever on my mind. Uh, if I'm taking a step somewhere that might be too close, and I know it's always too close sometimes, uh, I'll make sure I'm not stepping on any cables, make sure there's no uh, pedal boards next to me, and if there are, I'm trying to keep my feet the furthest as I can from them. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I've only unplugged once. Uh, it was for a band I was on tour with, so it wasn't the worst thing. But but <laughs> at, at, you know, comes down to it, that's that's the one thing you're not supposed to do, right? Especially being a photographer for any type of yeah. genre of music. Yeah. So so um, talk to me a little bit about um, just your kind of career now. You know, touring with you know multiple multiple bands on a pretty I would say full time basis. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of different ones, uh, either LA or, or elsewhere. Um, you just did a run with Knock Loose, actually, um, all through the States. Uh, I know Twitching Tongues brings you out a lot. Um, so talk to me about just the way that you're actually, ac- actually to make your um, lifestyle like feasible to do that, um, but also some of you know the, the business end of of those kind of things. We don't have to get into numbers necessarily, but, um, touring, uh, the aspect of touring, whether you're in a band, whether you're merch person, any type of job on tour, uh, it's draining in every way possible, mentally, physical, um, lack of sleep here and there. Um, it's a hard lifestyle to adjust to, um, for sure. Um, right now, I am beyond exhausted. Uh, but thanks for doing the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> th- well, thanks for having me again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I love doing what I do. It's awesome. Uh, every band that I've worked for has been completely grateful of uh, me just being there as an asset photographer, whatever it is. Um, knocked the opportunity to tour at Knocked was. It was super last minute. Um, beyond happy that they were willing to give a chance to me about it. Uh, Twitching Tongues was the first like bigger name band, and um, that opened a lot of doors for me for sure. Uh, within a couple of days, I was already offered a Tongues support tour with Hatebreed, and that was one of the craziest things I got to see. Um, but as far as uh, making it, making it happen, making touring and having a personal life feasible uh kind of just make some compromises it's it's the hardest thing um like i said you're you're definitely giving up a lot of personal time with friends family um right now i'm missing my dogs and my cats right now it's crazy i haven't typically those are i miss them all the time but right now i just and for some reason, in any tour I'm on, I always see a cat or a dog. For some reason, this Knock Loose tour, I saw maybe four dogs and one cat, and I didn't even get to pet the cat. So uh, It's like your way of connecting with them. Yeah, through it, it's, it's just yeah. any little piece of home, and it's cool. Uh, typically, any tour I do, we never have a California show, and if we do, it's at the end or the beginning. Um, so... It's very rare to have a home show, but it's awesome because every time there's a home show, all the friends are out there. Um, I never go home when I'm at a at a hometown show or anything, just because if I go home, I'm not gonna want to leave. Just because right. immediately you just well. So having a little piece of home, you try to make it happen wherever you can. So even even I could be in the middle of Texas or wherever, uh, 
any little thing could just remind me of home. And that's kind of, those are the kind of things you just got to like live with just knowing that you're, you know, me being me, I've, I've been touring, uh, 90% of my time for sure. I'm probably home at the most six weeks at a time. And I haven't been home for more than five weeks since like last May. Wow. So May uh, of 2018, 18. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, obviously just take as much time as you can. You definitely appreciate things along the way, but, but yeah. Yeah. And I think like touring is like this big, like, you know, pot of gold end of the rainbow kind of thing. Like lots of people just like dream about it, whether like, even if they've never played in a band, like, Oh, I would love to go on tour. And sometimes when, I think there was like a meme going around right now where it's like, oh, like you go on tour, you must see all these amazing places. And it's like highways, yeah, gas station bathrooms. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I personally feel, uh, especially nowadays, it's super awesome that bands who, uh, it's a little controversial topic, but I think it's awesome that uh, bands who still aren't really making a lot of money are willing to check out photographers and pay them what they can. What they can. Um, I know it's one of those things that photographers are very strict on nowadays that people deserve to get the what they deserve to be paid and sure. I, I back that a hundred percent but certain things aren't always in reach so like it photographers have to make a compromise even bands have to make a compromise most bands are making hundred dollars a night maybe you know right, yeah. and sixty dollars immediately towards gas you got forty dollars what are you gonna really do with all that so yeah so I think it's I think it's awesome that bands are giving photographers that opportunity to tour and um, I it's also hats off to photographers willing to compromise what they should be getting as far as wage sure um, but I definitely feel like whether you're a band photographer videographer you want to do sound whatever it is um, even if it's a week-long tour a six-week long tour if you're given I feel like you should get an opportunity and it's awesome that those opportunities aren't so far out of reach. I know, I know it's still difficult. You could be the best photographer wherever and you still might not even get an opportunity, um, which unfortunately, which is pretty unfortunate because there's a lot of talent out there, bands, whatever. Um, but you know, I, I personally feel everyone should have some form of opportunity to work with any band, whatever it is, even if it's just, two shows in your home state you know yeah so I, I like to think of the the idea of like 5149 like as far as the photographer the documenter however you want to word it is like you're always having that little bit extra for the band like you're doing a little bit more whether it's like I'll shoot photos for free like or because I think some people try to just jump into the woodwork of like okay like doing the math I need to pay my rent to do this and it's like you know maybe jumping on a tour with a small local band isn't gonna pay your rent that much or however however you want to swing it um but i think you know always providing more value than than what's expected of you and then you know having no expectations for that band to take you out again on tour or those things because at the end of the day like nobody owes you anything. Right. Because uh, doing the right, if you do the right thing, enough people will notice whether you expect it to be, you know, person A or person B or however right. however it works. I don't really know. That, that one's an interesting perspective. Uh, never really thought too much into that one. Yeah. Um when you do go out with a band, uh, are you usually doing merch with them as well, or is uh, it more like... Be- so... Because if you're doing something, you can't focus on the other as much as maybe you would want to. Uh, I've kind of always been someone who's a really multitask savvy. Uh, I'm a very antsy person. I get... I wouldn't say I got, like, social anxieties, uh... I definitely have some social awkwardness to me, but uh, I can't really sit still too long. Even right now as we're doing this, I got my leg twitching, <laughs> fidgeting a lot. Um, but I've only done merch for uh, Twitching Tongues, Momentum, and Judiciary, cool. um, and photos as well. 
Um, and Jesus peace. I don't think I said that, but, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I never really have too much, uh, of trouble doing that. Um, I definitely make my rounds when I can. Um, if obviously there's a day where, um, you know, it, it, it just depends how, if, how, if, can you handle having multiple workloads? I've kind of always been expert at having multiple things to take care of at the same time. So I think, uh, and it helps me mentally for sure, just cause if I'm just doing one thing, I, I got to do something else. So like, here's an example. Um, when I went on tour straight from the path, um, they only wanted me to do photos, nothing else. Like, you know, nothing, they didn't expect anything else. Um, day one, I, I was already like, yo, where's the trailer? Open it up. Like, let's start moving some stuff inside. And Tom, uh, was immediately like, you're loading. I'm like, yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? We, we load in at 2 PM shows not till six. So right. uh, what am I going to do for four hours? I kind of need to do something. So, uh, I could go sit in the green room for four hours, but I'm going to go mentally insane right. just sitting there. I, I, I can't, I have to be walking around sometimes, even, even at festivals or even shows like in between bands or I j- I'll just take a round around the venue or whatever. And, um, <clears throat> sometimes I don't even know what I'm thinking about. I just need to just walk just to get it out of my system. So, um, yeah, so I, I kind of, I like to, take an initiative on myself like if something kind of needs to be done if i could see that it needs to be done i'm gonna try to do something about it so helping out load set up a drum kit i've i played drums a few years back so i kind of know the gist of everything so and i think helping out i mean you're on a tour you should help out when you can yeah and that goes back to that like you know providing more value than what's expected of you or right. what, what's agreed upon um so one thing I wanted to ask was, and we roughly talked about this um, on uh, when we were in Vancouver for DBK, right. um, as far as like your editing style, because you can get things out very, very quickly. Right. And um, yeah, like you posted some momentum photos. Well, you didn't post them. I saw some of the guys posted them. Right. Um, even talk about that process. Like, are you Dropboxing it to them? Um, are you doing stuff late into the night? What, what yeah. happens as soon as the show's <laughs> over for you? Uh, not as it used to be. Uh, obviously before I started touring and like whatnot, uh, I would just get home and edit pictures before I actually had like people I would hang out with outside of shows who go to shows. Uh, before I used to just go to shows alone. I didn't really have any friends. It would just be me. So I would just immediately get home and work on the pictures and, uh, just post them. Uh, I obviously didn't really have much of a following then, so whoever saw it saw it. But um, but nowadays it's uh, I get home. Uh, so like last night, uh, day one of Wild Rose Fest, uh, I actually didn't work on any photos last night. Uh, got home, we made some hot dogs, <laughs> uh, sat around for a little bit, watched Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, I thought about working on photos last night, but. Uh, uh, I typically don't take too long. I work with a cult couple presets that I, I, I've made and um, made some adjustments over the years. Uh, so I woke up at like 10.45 this morning, started editing around 11, 10, whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I, obviously, majority of my work's in black and white. I do some color work. Um, so I'll typically just throw the preset up, see what needs to be adjusted, see if it looks fine copy and paste it on every photo and see how it looks. If I need to adjust anything, I go from there. But typically, I don't spend more than an hour and a half at most, uh, sometimes even quicker, depending on the type of show. So on tour, obviously, you're working. You want to have your work as best as it can be. For sure. Um, those days will be like two hours. But after that, uh, I Dropbox all my photos. I used to do Flickr. Uh, then... Uh, as when I'm on tour, just Flickr is never really too savvy when it comes to sharing. Sure. So, yeah. <clears throat> so I'll do like a. I used to do Google Drive, uh, uh, not anymore. Uh, I have Dropbox specifically. Uh, so I'll just make a folder, throw it up. So so when I'm on tour, I can just have the band. Just here's a link. Every day it'll be updated. Check by noon, whatever time uh, cool. maybe. Okay. So Dropbox is best. Uh, I do wish there was a different. Uh, 
way to share photos without having to be so secretive just because on tour people want to see your photos even not just the band so it's like well I wish there was just an easier way to like yo here's everything check it all out it'll be updated through the day and you could do a website but I just haven't obviously gone around yeah so so you mean secretly secretively like it's going to the band first but you want to also push that to your own platforms or yeah uh it should be exclusive to band obviously if you're on tour with the band uh so i try to i try to keep it exclusive i know people like to peek at some things which i definitely don't have a problem obviously if the bands don't have problems with it which i don't see why they would um but uh yeah i i yeah yeah i don't know so festivals uh any any festival, if I photograph it, I'll typically just throw an entire Dropbox link, be one folder, bunch of photos in it, check it out, and go from there. Um, but mainly just touring, I'll keep everything kind of exclusive to the band unless someone like asks specifically for a good reason, of course. Sure. So, um, I saw on your when you were touring with Knock Loose, you were having some issues with uh, one of your hard drives. <laughs> uh, funny story. Okay. Uh, well, it's not too funny. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so I, I've had that hard drive. At, I worked at Target for five years, and one day I bought it. It was on clearance for $20. It was like 90% off. So I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a Western Digital. It's it's a name brand uh, unit. It's so, just a passport, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I use it for, I've been using it for four and a half years now, I think. And, uh, yeah, it was just giving me issues. But I bought a new one. So I'm going to keep the new one, and that'll be my backup because uh, what I figured, it was just the cable from the USB to the passport. That was the only uh, issue. Yeah. So when I bought the new one, it was obviously the same cable, so I tried it out, and it worked perfectly fine. So, um, But yeah, so I'll have a backup drive now, which is probably something I should have anyways, mm-hmm. just in the event that it's not the cable, it's the actual hard drive. Right. So. Have you had a you know, a horror story or anything on your end when you've been on a tour that, you know, hopefully panned out, but maybe it was like a learning experience for you? Uh, no, actually, uh, shockingly, <laughs> I would say, uh, that I've dodged many bullets. That hard drive thing was probably the closest thing to a horror story uh, for tour as far as being a photographer. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask and, uh, Something that Scoped has done is uh, making a Facebook group called Archivist Guild, and that's something that I've uh, brought to you um, just to kind of try to unify some of the uh, people who do our kind of work. Um, Have you ever experienced uh, someone stealing your photos, air quotes, Um, or do you have any perspectives on, you know, is that something that's okay, not okay? where are your thoughts on on that? Uh, I've never had anyone steal photos. Um, uh, I can probably, I'd probably assume a lot of photographers beef me for certain things. I am as far as um, how lenient I am with uh, my photos. A lot of photographers definitely do get feel disrespected when bands or artists can't throw the tag, the photo credit on there. Um, I never really give too much of a hassle, even with like merchandise. Uh, I've never really been one to hassle a band over it. I have sent like, hey, uh, mind if I just get a copy of it, like like a shirt or poster or CD, whatever. Um, but I never really hassle bands. Uh, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, I'm doing this out of my own like will. You know, bands aren't asking me most of the time to, to take photos. I just do it out of my own thing. Right. So if For the um, love of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I love doing what I do. And even if I wasn't taking pictures, I'd still be at the show attending as a, in the crowd. So, um, so this is, it's just my contribution to bands. And I think like bands definitely leapfrog off of, uh, photographers and artists as far as like we have content to provide so people can get the note out for the band. But same thing with photographers. It's, Photographers are taking pictures of all these bands, small or big. People are seeing them and like, you know, yeah. those things work hand in hand. Yeah, so, it's a win-win. So I, 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 I personally, I understand when photographers do feel discredited and I 100% back it. But I definitely do 
have a, a piece of me that's very lenient with that type of things. And uh, I think a lot of people should just always just keep in mind that most of the time they're not there with the band. They're just doing it out of their own pocket, right. whatever. Um, if a band, I've had bands offer me, um, hey, we could pay you. Um, I've turned a couple of bands down just because, you know, it's it's not something, it's not a big means to me. Sure. Um, there have been times where I'm like, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I definitely do penny pinch, especially on tour, you know. Um, so uh, it's just a compromise thing. It's 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 business, you know. But I, I'm I, I try to be as lenient as I can. Try not to fit too much. Uh, definitely keep yourself humble with those types of things for right. sure. So I I know with this fest you were uh, I had asked you earlier today, and I guess there was a certain um, after a certain band you were taking photos of the rest. Um, is it up to you to choose which bands you want to take photos of? Um, or like, how are you making those calls? Because uh, so like you said, um, you know, if a band's like, hey, like, it'd be really cool if you took some photos of us, you're like, well, yeah, I could. That's going to be more work for me. Right. Um, uh, there's been times where I'll photograph every band. Uh, it just depends on how I'm feeling for sure. Um, sometimes, fast, I definitely like to, take a step back and sit sit down for a second for whatever. sure yeah um wish you could do it, that <laughs> it, it is it is a bummer sometimes i definitely wish like um if i could photograph every single band i would uh i there's been times where uh, i have and i mean it is exhausting it, i'm never really too worried about like oh this creates more work for me or oh i'm gonna be up an extra hour now because of this but um i, I definitely do pick and pick and choose for sure sometimes uh and sometimes I'll just photograph everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it all just depends in the moment for sure. So, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't think you know you don't owe anything to the bands or vice versa. For so sure. it's just like you know sometimes again having no expectations on like yeah I didn't even expect you to do this podcast. And right. if you didn't, then it'd be like I'm not going to be mad at Gabe. Like there's a multitude of reasons if you know you couldn't. Uh, because like you're kind of like around momentum. So if like they couldn't get here on time or, you know, like we didn't want to do the podcast like during the fest. So there's a multitude of reasons, but I think, you know, setting your expectations low to be pleasantly surprised later, potentially. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely would love to give bands platforms. Uh, I don't have like a huge following I feel. Um, but I, I, if I could photograph every single band every single day, I would, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like I said, bands and artists, whatever it is, work hand in hand. So if I could put a lot of bands on, I obviously would, uh, it's just a matter of me doing it and finding a second to do it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any photographers that you take inspiration from, or you just generally just think that they're super sick and want to give them a little shout out uh well we'll do videographers first uh sure my boy 197 media uh steven grease uh the california yeah california wonderful person he's he's hardworking. he's a husband he he's got a he's got a wife at home he, he's got he's got adult things to worry about and he never takes any excuses to not make it to a show sure there's times where he'll be exhausted and but he'll still drive out and it lives kind of far so if it's an LA show he's driving 80 80 miles just going there right you know and California obviously is not cheap so he's definitely a and dedicated. there's lots of traffic yeah, and yeah, yeah all that stuff taken into account uh and he doesn't expect anything from anyone he's just doing it out of his own you know will too for sure yeah um but yeah Steven for sure um Jose uh, Shutter Happy Jose Instagram, um, wonderful guy. Um, I've been following him so long. I don't even remember where. Um, I believe he used to live in the Bay Area, uh, so I never met him. Uh, probably met him 2015, maybe. Okay. And um, he's just always been all around uh, wonderful to me, and yeah, he's awesome. Dan Raw, uh, hardcore oh, yeah. California I love legend. Dan. He's yeah. been around forever. Uh, he's always been su- completely supportive of anybody, whether you knew, whether you're been around forever. He's just been open arms to anybody. Um, 
so I, I think it's awesome. He definitely brought me closer with a lot of photographers, Aaron Herrera, um, you know, awesome people, Tyler, Tyler Ross. Uh, I wouldn't have met both of them without Dan Raw, Meredith, um, yeah, and all those people have always been super supportive and just genuine people, I feel. Um, so uh, awesome to have those people around so shout out to all of them yeah there's there's so many photographers i i can't even yeah name. we could literally sit here for yeah an i could sit like here for hours yeah um yeah there's too many to name for sure and i think there's a lot of talent out there and i'm happy that people are like stepping up and making sure their names are being put out there for sure yeah so. yeah that's amazing um would you say um where do you see all this going? Because you've been doing this for a good amount of time now. Um, do you feel like you have a ceiling? Do you feel like you feel like you could do this until you're sixty? Like, what what's your? Are you just like riding the wave and just seeing how how it plays out? Ah, uh, for sure, it's a lot of ride waving. Uh, I've been fortunate enough that every pretty much every tour that I've done, it just keeps getting better and better, going from working with momentum uh, to, like, twitching tongues to judiciary to straight from the path to knock loose. Like, uh, you see the scale there. Yeah. You you know, like, how much different that, how drastic that changes. So uh, I'm just riding the wave. Whatever opportunities come, if I could take it, I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that being said, though, like, you got to make compromises on a lot of things, whether it's wage, whether it's personal reason. Um, as far as the ceiling goes, I'm going to just go till I can't, uh, I, whether it's, whether people see it as dedication or whatever, I just, but it's also a skill that you can use even if you weren't shooting hardcore. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I personally would like to have like an off music photo job. Uh, I'm not too really big on like portrait work and stuff. I, I do it, but it's not like, Ooh, it's not what I'm like. Yeah. It's not my preference. Feel you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, I'm just going to take what I can get and see where it ends up. I do have backup plans and when I get home, it's not just, Oh, Hey, next door, here's money, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. It's, I get home. I'm immediately, I, I drive Lyft, uh, which is like Uber here. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, so I'm pretty much, the moment I get home, it's like, okay, here's a day's rest. Let me get some sleep, do laundry, whatever, say hello to my family, whatever. And um, by the next day, I'm already out trying to trying to hustle, whatever it is. So, um, so uh, do lift, side shoots, whatever. Uh, I've done um, job, temporary jobs, so I'll work in like a warehouse for like a week or something. Sure. Hop in there, make whatever coin I can. Um, yeah, yeah. staying busy as much as I can. It's kind of yeah, cute. I have a, a, a photographer friend. Uh, his name is Dwayne um, back in Winnipeg, where I'm from. And he said that, you know, he's he's a freelance photographer and he'll do, uh, he does shows, uh, but more so in like, you know, rock bands or things like that. But he'll do like lots of events, um, odd jobs here and there. And uh, he told me that, he's been doing it long enough that he knows that there's certain months that are slow for him. Right. So he works at a, a photo uh, store right? for, I think it's like two or three months, but he's okay. like, he has an agreement that he's like, I know it's going to be slow. Um, and he has agreement that, you know, for them, it's like a busy time of year. It's like around Christmas. So yeah, it's just like, like you said, like sacrifice, making those compromises to, have that lifestyle of, you know, traveling all over the world and, you know, seeing a bunch of bands and right. doing that work. But, you know, like you said, still hustling on, on yeah, the side yeah, to do that. It's, you would feel it's, it's all, it's work and play, but I can guarantee you, at least for me, uh, it's work, 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 you know, just keep doing it. Uh, yeah. And then maybe play for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do have my share, but I definitely know how to have fun on tours and stuff. And for sure. It's awesome that, you know, that I'm here. Um, I'm here just hanging out. I'm taking pictures, of course, but, you know, I'm just, this is play for me. Mm-hmm. So, Sound of Fury, 
play. I, I may be taking pictures of every single band playing, but I'm still having some fun. I'll, I'll drop my camera down and stage diver. Yeah. You know, pit for a second. Yeah, uh, that's the one thing I I wish about doing video, like full sets versus photos, is that photos, it's like once you feel like you, you got enough, then you can kind of... Yeah, you can have a second. Yeah. Uh, this one was awesome. It's just a little story. Uh, Sound and Fury this year, uh, Freedom was playing, and when they opened with Freedom into Slam, uh, song, song start, and I'm, I'm on top of the balcony, and I'm like, oh, of course, this Slam's next. So I immediately dropped my camera. I had a friend like, why did he drop his camera? And then I immediately just ran downstairs, staged that for a second, and, and just pitted for the first minute and a half, obviously. <laughs> ran back upstairs. So uh, And then like started taking photos yeah, almost immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sonny Hate 56 does it too. Uh, I, I've seen picture videos of him at this yeah. hardcore. He'll put his camera down. He's feeling the moment, you know. Uh, Even so, with his camera, yeah, I've seen that. I, I've done it with my camera a handful of times. Uh, and sometimes I've taken pictures while I'm, you know, in the crowd. <laughs> sounds crazy. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, but you, like you said, it's like having yeah, those it's, moments. It's just, sometimes in the moment you yeah. just have a second to yourself. So, uh, yeah. So uh, obviously you're working, but, you know, have some fun with it. So. Yeah, yeah. So even even work, 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 tour, come home, make as much money to pay rent, make as much money to pay whatever bills you got. It's. You know, just have try to have fun with whatever you're doing for sure. Yeah, uh, like I said, I like I like driving Lyft. Um, I, I I don't like to talk to people first. I'll wait for them to break the the ice there. But um, once we're talking about like something I can you know obviously talk about, it's it's nice. Uh, it, it, you know, I have fun talking to people. Uh, working, in, I worked in retail for five years and um, definitely taught me a lot. There are bad people out there that you don't want to talk to. Uh, but there there's those handful of people that just hello or whatever it is or give me a, just talk about your day for a second I, I won't even say anything I'll just listen yeah it kind of just turns your day around into like a good thing so, yeah um, and that kind of boils down to like self-awareness is like yeah this is like this is what I want to do and this is what it takes to, right. to do that and I'm not gonna you know have anyone's judgment of like oh you drive like who? yeah 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 uh, I, I definitely um I don't know I, I like to listen to people talk I want to hear about your day sometimes sometimes it's uh sometimes it's hard for me to listen to sometimes to people's days and I'm just like uh yeah. Yeah. okay but <laughs> like, uh how many more blocks do we have yeah it's like how, how much longer but uh yeah I definitely try to try to be very uh open to like what people have to say sometimes yeah uh, whatever it is that's cool so, so um, we have a reoccurring segment to kind of wrap up the podcast here on um, Super Simple, just your favorite hardcore mosh story, whether it was you, whether it was someone else that you know. Um, I feel like that's the best way to wrap up this whole thing. Uh, that's a hard one. Uh, I don't really have too many. I've, Me, personally, I don't really mosh. Uh, I have a second. Um some of my favorite times that I've seen, uh, here's a fun one. Hatebreed uh, played Doomsayer. We were in somewhere in North Carolina, I believe, and um, Randy from Lamb of God came out and did Doomsayer with Hatebreed, and I'm just standing there just like, okay. And Taylor and Alec from Twitching Tongues were like, they looked at each other for a second and immediately like, all right, let's go. They ran straight to the pit and just started, like, you know, having their fun for a second. Uh, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, I can't really think of too many other. Oh, here's a, here's one. Harley uh, Flanagan played uh, Sound and Fury uh, 18? Oh, 17. Uh, and I see Dan from Downpressor, Aldo from Human Garbage, Section Hate, uh, rocking out. And just, you know, it's awesome because for me, it's like, whether I'm in the crowd or taking pictures, I see those people on the stage singing those songs that they wrote. And and then in those instances, you're seeing those people who are watching, the people who basically inspired them to, like, do what they're doing now. So, I, yeah. so I, just like seeing your friends, like, stoked on Yeah, to see other people yeah, just doing, you know. So there's that. Uh, I personally don't have any, like, crazy stories as far as moshing and stuff, but I think those are some cool things that I've seen for sure. Yeah. And just instances like that are just awesome. You cool, know? yeah. So. 
Sweet. Well, that kind of wraps it up. Um, before we go, do you want to plug your Instagram or anything on how people can keep up with you? Yeah, so uh, my Twitter and Instagram is Gabe the Pigeon uh, or Gabe Becerra. You should be able to find it on both ends. Um, yeah, kind of. I don't. I don't really have anything else. Uh, yeah. How do people uh, contact you for touring and stuff? Uh, every time it's been DM on Instagram. Uh, I've had one. Oh, well, I've had two people from Tax app. Second one was I don't even know how they got my number, but uh, <laughs> you know I, I'm sure it's obtainable anyway. Right. So y- you can Google it. You'll find. Yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so many people know each other. You know. So for sure. Hey, what's Gabe's number? Cool. Well, definitely go follow Gabe. Like every single one of his photos because I'm a huge, huge fan of your work and I'm really glad that we got to do this podcast recording together. Yeah, thank you for having me so much. It's been thank you. absolutely awesome. Uh, quickly, shout out to SOS Booking, shout out to Suburban Fight, the Wild Rose family, DPK in Vancouver. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so many people I honestly want to thank real quick. I had to make sure to throw this in there. I haven't been on a podcast, never been asked. Uh, so many people I want to thank any band any artist any promoter that's over the years supported me thank you so much there there is no entity of me without anybody who works behind the scenes so thank you that there's no better way to end that thanks thanks